favorite part of my face. I guess it's just an over <laughs> overreaching feeling that all is well in my life and will end well no matter what I'm going through here and that I found I find happiness in every day and knowing what I know without ever doubting it that all will be well and the from all of our trials and just peace of mind it gives me. It's time for another episode of The Cultural Hall. A little bit different as far as The Cultural Hall goes. You'll notice, first of all, it's not a full hour long. Well, it's a special project. That's what this interview is. I'm talking with Janice Cap Perry about something very, very special that is coming out soon. You're, In fact, you may be hearing uh, this project from her before you've heard it from anywhere else. That includes church publications, for crying out loud. This may be the very first playing and singing of the song. I'll let her tell you what it is, but I gotta give a special thanks, a huge shout-out to Adam Griffiths, who I got the sheet music for the song, I sent it to him, he said, sure, I'd be willing to play it on my Facebook page, and I said, great, and I don't think that he knows that I was going to include it in a... uh, in an episode of the Cultural Hall. So, uh, Adam, I'm asking for your forgiveness. Uh, for everybody else, I'm asking you to just enjoy this episode of the Cultural Hall. I cannot believe that this is actually happening. Since the very beginnings of the Cultural Hall, we talked about the day where on the show we would have Janice Cap Perry. And today is that day. Thank you so much for being here. It's a pleasure. You caught me right at the end of my life, just in time. Well, I don't even want to picture a time or a day when something like that would happen, but I know, uh, without going into too much detail, that there, were, there in the last uh, maybe year or so, there had been a, a close-ish call, and it pained me because I was like, you know what, I need to redouble my efforts to make sure that we get we get the chance to talk and be able to to talk not only uh, about the music of the past, but now you have a brand new project. You know, you can just take it easy. Well, mostly I do. <laughs> I'm 80, 80, 81. I did have a very serious stroke and came close, but I have also mostly recovered. So well, it just, I, I, I'm, I'm just slowing down to do doing Project Club. And like people will say, you know, they feel like maybe God still had a, a work for them to do. And and sometimes I think that, you know, that's just something that we say, but I know uh, with you, with the music that you've created in your lifetime and and, and what, what that has created for, I mean, likely, as I was thinking about it, likely all members of the church at some point have heard a Janice Cat Perry song and been touched by it. I know if some people are listening and they're like, now, do I know a Janice Cat Perry song? I just want to give people a little cue up. My favorites are Love to See the Temple. I'm going there someday, that one. I'm trying to be like Jesus, another, you know, like these are heavy hitter, most popular songs. But then the one that gets me every single time, and I I almost think, how dare you, Janice, is a child's prayer is, it doesn't matter if it's kids are singing it or a husband and wife sings it. it, Whenever I hear it, I get weepy and teary. Uh, Thank you, Richie. uh, When people ask me, what's your favorite of all the songs you've written? And I think they're about 3,000 now. I, I don't hesitate. That's my favorite. Yeah, it it really is just the sweetest song. 
Um, and 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 now I'm excited to hear that you are doing a new project. I saw this online, sort of in the news. Uh, it'll be made available in in compliments with a book. Let's talk about the song "Hear Him." Yeah, well, you know, it's pretty powerful. I'm sorry, I have a little speech problem from my stroke, but be cap- be, be patient with me. The talk he gave called "Hear Him" was just so powerful, and I I've been writing uh, mostly hymns now for the last decade. And uh, lately, I'm writing in with President David Larson from of the Dallas East Egg. He's a stake president and a wonderful poet and man of the arts. And he takes every conference talk by the first presidency and the quorum of the twelve and the women, if they speak. And he he captures the essence of their talk in a hymn, in a hymn text. And of course, we we publish them in little books. We call them inspirational new hymns for a choir and home. Mm-hmm. Can't see them, can't sing them in church yet. So we wanted this one by President Nelson to be special. Well, and it is as you point out. I mean, it is just such a, a powerful uh, talk that that President Nelson gave. So much so that you know it has further uh, instituted the hashtag that people are using online. Uh, each of the apostles, as I understand it, either have or will uh, give a little talk about what it means to them to hear him, and they've shared those videos, and, and the church has really been behind it. But from what I understand, what little I know about this hymn, that it, there was there was some struggle for you as you wrote it. Can you talk about that? We had written, I think, about 23 hymns based on the conference talks, and I don't know, we just wanted this to be special, but I... You know, I sat down and did my usual routine. I sat at my piano bench and bowed my head and and said a prayer and began. And uh, I wrote a song, I wrote a hymn very quickly, and I thought, well, that didn't take long. And then I looked at it the next I looked at it the next morning and said, yeah, it didn't take very long because it's not very good. Oh. And so I tore it up and and threw it in. I suddenly remembered in the in the doctrine and covenants. When the Lord chastised Oliver Cowdery for taking no thought but to ask, and I thought, you know, I didn't pay the, any price for writing that hymn. I, I just took a day off and I fasted and I I prayed sincerely to have that this could be special. It's the words of our prophet. It's, a, it's such a important message to the whole church, and and what I had written wasn't equal to his message. So as I as I was kneeling there, I just had the thought go through my mind that if I reread my collaborator's text again, I would know what to do. And and so I I had read it, of course, two or three times, but I looked I looked for a pattern in it. The first two lines were the prophet's exhortation that uh, that he'd given with such power for us to hear him, hear the hear the message from the Lord. And and I I saw the the first two lines of David's texts were all this exhortation and I thought how do I give that more power and it just occurred to me that put it in a minor key that always does it mm-hmm. you know I, I, I changed all the notes and everything but put it in a minor key so we could hear his urgency and then the last two lines of his talk were listing all of the wonderful blessings that can accrue to us if we do listen and it just went naturally into a major happier key and I don't know. I I just felt such a confirmation that it, this was right, and that that's how it 
power can be, have power to, to make those two changes. And I just, I just knew that I had done a better job this time. It, because it's, I had heard him. It's such yeah, it's <laughs> such it's such a beautiful story that is the epitome of what President Nelson's words were. I I, I felt like it was the second time around. As you do. 
spirits will lift you and will change you from within and you'll gain a more sure witness as you heed these words hear him I've shared it with a few friends and they said, wow, that's powerful to go from minor to major. And I said, yes, <laughs> the idea came from From God. Yeah, yeah, from God, from prayers, from fasting. Have you or do you, uh, on most of these projects, do you try and invoke that? Or was this special in the amount of feeling like you needed to commune with God to get it right? It felt special on this one, but I always do say a better prayer than I did this first time. I don't know. I wasn't with it right at first, realizing the importance of it, and then I got with it. But if I don't, if I don't invoke the Spirit, I also write ordinary hymns. So I, I try to every time to hear hear the promptings. You know, I uh, since I've got you, and since I've got a couple of more minutes with you, I'm going to keep my promise and make sure that we keep it short. But I learned something about you that I was unaware of uh, until just this year. I think you and your husband served as mission presidents in, in Texas, correct? Uh, no, 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 no. But we we served a full-time mission in Santiago, Chile. Okay. Oh, maybe that's what it was. And uh, at the same time uh, as uh, Brad Wilcox, you, you have some sort of relation with Brad Wilcox. Yeah, he's my son's... Steve's best friend for life, and yeah. so he, he he kind of grew up in our home too, and he was there at the same time. And he told me, um, he told me about a, a competitive nature that you had that I would have never been aware <laughs> of. He said, "I, I get, I guess I know he, what you're going to say." He he asked you uh, to help write a song or something, maybe when he was a mission president. And tell, will you tell me he, he about was, that experience? Okay, he was in the Santiago. West Mission, or East Mission, and we were in the West. And we had our offices in the same place, so. And so when he came down, he saw that I had written a, a song for our mission, and he asked if I'd write one for his, and I said, well, I don't know if I can do that, you know. Uh, let me ask my president. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so I asked my president, Ole Smith, and he said, sure, go ahead. Just don't make it quite as good as ours. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I said, well, I have to do my best. <laughs> he said, just kidding, of course, kind of. Yeah. Anyway, so <laughs> I just put my heart and soul. Brad had written great words for it. <laughs> and so I, I, did, I did the very best job I could. Actually, might have turned out just a little better, but and, I didn't mean for it to. But I just, I just loved that you were like, well, I don't know. That's not part of my mission. Maybe I shouldn't do it. I had no idea you had such a competitive edge to well, I was mostly kidding, because yeah. I love Brad so much, he knew I'd do my best. <laughs> but I but I know, but I notice in that you, as you've addressed it a couple of times, you say, mostly kidding. There is that little bit competitive edge there. And <laughs> as I, I promise I did my best. <laughs> <laughs> don't let me give you a hard time. Now, uh, the Hear Him Project, uh, it, it's not only uh, a hymn, a song four four lines like you said first two in minor the second two in major we're likely going to be hearing this all over the place just like any Janice Cat Perry song but there's also a book that's accompanying it as well do you know much about that 
Yes, Covenant Communications uh, is publishing, I think it's about a 200-page book of mostly art, LDS art, and, and prose on this subject. And I just heard about it toward the end of their publication. They, they, they called me and they said, we, we forgot to invite you to submit. Hmm. Can you, can you do something quickly? <laughs> like two days. <laughs> and so you... I said, I said, I told them, well, I had, I've just written the, the very thing on that subject, but do you have any music in the book? And they said, no, I don't. And I said, well, that's the way to really teach something is to set it to music. Mm-hmm. And I have this whole this hymn, hear him, <laughs> and yeah. and I said I written I've written in detail the story for them about writing it much more than I just posted on online. So they said, oh, we don't know if we have room. Maybe we could squeeze a hymn in. We'll write it at the end. And I said, well, they would need to hear the story because that's the whole point, you know, of my hearing him. Yeah, yeah. And, and so. In the end, they came, they found a way to put both in, and I don't know how, but I think it's right at the end of the book. And that comes out in October from Covenant Communications, and people can check it out. Now, is there any chance, and I know that you can't tell me the answer to this, even if uh, even if it is or if it isn't, but is there any chance that as we look forward to a new hymnal from the church that we could see, hear him, or any other Janus Cat Perry songs in the new hymnal? Well, I had written 350 songs at the time that the church was asking for entries and of course I entered my five best and and some of my collaborators they were also able to enter or, or enter five hymns each and also five primary songs so we yeah between us we had a lot of entries my my sorrow is that this hymn was written after that deadline huh. and the, the responses online are asking Will this be in a new hymn book? Well, I couldn't, you know, I hadn't written it, so I couldn't enter it. Yeah. Well, if it hasn't... Well, unless, unless, unless there's a writing campaign, <laughs> it probably won't happen. Well, listen, I'll get behind that. And, and, and it helps that you're using the words of the current prophet. Like, if there's someone that's going to say, hey, guys, can we reconsider or can we make a last-minute addendum? It's good to have the prophet on your side, for sure. I thought of asking if I could withdraw one of my entries. And and change it to this one because I think it's the most important one. So my curiosity, uh, my curiosity would lead me to ask you the five that you submitted for you. Can you tell me? I wrote. I I entered five for which I had written words and music. I could grab it quickly, but I can't remember. Can you pause it? Yeah, you bet. You bet. I would be. I would be curious to know because I, if there's not a Janice Cap Perry song in our new hymnal, so help me, they're gonna, they're gonna be getting a very strong-worded letter from me. <laughs> Careful there. <laughs> I'll be right back. Okay. Okay, I I wrote one hymn myself on Elder Bednow's talk about tender mercies. Uh-huh. I call it, Thy Tender Mercies Bless Me. The church uh, commissioned a, so- a song for me to write for them a couple of years ago. It was in the ensign about how, how we compare to the, modern, to the old pioneers and our challenges. Huh called a pioneering heart when i was retiring from the tabernacle choir i wrote a a song uh, just as a gift to my fellow members of the choir and it's called when saints unite to sing god's praise and brother moody had them sing it at my retirement i wrote my version of the joseph smith story uh, like everyone else probably has because <laughs> he asked in faith and the other one was written to an old british tune and it's called the song of the righteous 
Oh, I love it. I think you are about the sweetest person I've ever talked to here in the cultural hall. And I just wish to be able to speak with you, uh, you know, for hours on end. But I know that uh, that I said I would keep it brief. So before I let you go, I do want to ask you this. We ask this question of everyone who steps into the cultural hall. And so I need to ask you, and you can interpret this however you would like to. But I'm curious, what is your favorite part of your faith? Favorite part of my faith? I guess it's just an over, <laughs> overreaching feeling that all is well in my life and will end well no matter what I'm going through here and that I found I find happiness in every day and knowing what I know without ever doubting it that all will be well in the, from all of our trials and just peace of mind it gives me. It's a great, a great and sweet sentiment and... Um... Yeah, to be able to speak with you today has just been amazing. I love the music that you have put together. I can't wait to be able to hear uh, hear him performed, to be able to read the book, to to know what that's all about, and be able to feel that just that more, that much more. And uh, I appreciate you taking the time to to visit with me today. It's nice of you to call, Richie. Thank you so much. You bet. We hope that this episode has nourished and strengthened your body. That if you're not healthy enough to listen this week, that you'll be healthy enough to listen next week. And that when the time comes, you'll be able to travel home in safety. In the meantime, we'll be saving a seat for you on the back row of the Cultural Hall.